The Live Radio Project was our last best hope for news. A self-contained podcast two hours long, located in neutral territory. A place of nonsense and innuendo for forum dads, community members and developers. A shining beacon in space, all alone on a Tuesday night. It was the dawn of the third chapter of Elite. The year's space legs came upon us all. This is the story of the last of the Lavian stations. The year is 3307. The name of the place? Lave Radio. Greetings, Commanders, and welcome to episode 347 of Lave Radio, the show that likes to talk about the universe of Elite and the fantastic community that surrounds it. I'm your host, Commander Phoenix Defire, otherwise known as Colin Ford, I'm the Chief Archivist at Lave Station, and joining me in the Orange Sidewinder bar for this episode, uh, I am joined by our other crew member, Staff Liaison, Commander Psykit. Hello. Hello. Um, those of you who are expecting a uh, Commander Edelweiss and a Commander Shan, I'm afraid I have to disappoint you. Um, Commander Shan is just taking a little bit of a break at the moment. Uh, hopefully he'll be back soon. Uh, but uh, Commander Edelweiss has decided to be... Um, uh, well, he's decided to spend more time with his family. But then again, he'll probably be back soon as well. So I'm afraid that... Uh, there's a lot of you will will just have to commiserate there. So, in order to make up for uh, our live radio crew deficiency, um, we I asked for uh, a few temporary stand-ins and got quite a few. So, allow me to introduce uh, Commander Crash. Greetings. Welcome back, Commander Crash. Uh, we also have Commander Vintian on loan from Hutton Truckers. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. We also, oh, good grief. Um, we also have Commander Jathar Birelli. Is that correct? Uh, it's pronounced Birel, but yeah, go on. Birelli. <laughs> I'd, I'd given you an Italian surname there. I do apologize. Uh, that's, that's fine. It's been a while since I've been on, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, we have the Chris Mark IV. He is at the moment flying around Leave Station um, doing various things. Um, so feel free to to say hello to the Chris Mark Four, uh, and of course our we have um, oh, Psychic, have you got the um, a feed heading to the website? Thought so. I thought I did, but I, I, maybe I've been down with technology and not managed it or something. Right. Well, there's somebody there, but I don't I don't know whether that's you. 
I'm I'm at Lave Station just hanging out, you know. <laughs> so yeah, there's Psykit there as well. So if you want to say hello to Psykit, feel free. Um, yes, uh, we've. Uh, so, sorry, so many people are here trying to trying to keep uh, keep track. Um, now. Uh, if you wish, you can join us live. If you can't get to us in game, you can join the Twitch chat channel, which you can access through laveradio.com slash live. Click on the live chat or go to twitch.tv slash laveradio or go to um, uh, YouTube slash laveradio or even Facebook slash laveradio. We're all there. Um, so uh, just quickly, I thought I would also introduce us to uh, Karen. Now, for those of you who don't know who Karen is, Karen is the person uh, between her and Alan put together LaveCon every year. Now, as you're all aware, uh, LaveCon has had to go to a virtual event. No thanks to um, the bugs in the air. So, uh, Karen, we have you for a little while. Um, yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, I'm here. Hello. Hello. How are you holding up after the uh, uh, the disappointing news? I know it's knocked a lot of people for, for six, to be honest. Yeah, busy trying to obviously, you know, deal with the, the fallout. So that I'm a bit behind on emails, if you're waiting to hear from me. Very sorry. Um, but yeah, so sorting, you know, sort of where we go from here in terms of tickets, what people want, merchandise. Have I mentioned there's merchandise? It's totally merchandise. Um you know, and kind of, yeah, working out the logistics of where we are, what happens next, and planning the virtual event. So, yeah, for those of you that, um, <clears throat> uh, well, maybe missed out last year, uh, we ran a, a, a virtual event instead of a, a full-on LaveCon. Um, can you give us an idea of the kind of things that people can expect to tune into? Yes, I mean, we're still working on it. I'd love to say it's all finalised, quite finalised. Um, but we've got a number of talks and wonderful people. We've got quizzes and activities and all sorts of exciting things going on. We've got battle cards, um, you know, a whole battle card tournament going on via Discord, which you totally should get involved in. Uh, we're hopefully going to hear about some fabulous miniatures, if we're lucky. Um <laughs> And yeah, there's, you know, it's a really lovely opportunity to kind of see a few familiar faces, hang out with some friends. I appreciate it's not quite the same as being at the bar, but you can bring your own beer. Um, and, you know, you don't have to worry about driving home afterwards. Um, so, yeah, we'll be on Zoom and Discord and Twitch and YouTube and all the usual and exciting places. Um, so people can kind of choose to either join us on in kind of Zoom where you can chat and kind of be be live, as it were, um, or a bit more remotely and watch things later on on YouTube. So there's lots of different ways people can dip in and dip out. And I appreciate with virtual events, you know, there is that opportunity to do it differently. So we might as well make the make the most of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. Uh, it is the standard weekend, isn't it? It's the uh, the third and the the fourth of July, uh, so it's a couple of weeks to to pull all this together. Yeah, absolutely. Third and fourth of July, we'll be running um, from ten o'clock in the morning on Saturday through to ooh, some point late in the evening, um, with some dockers and maybe even some hut and truckers if they're feeling so inclined. Um, you just and- try and stop us. Yeah, I would never try and stop you. You are always welcome. Um, So there will be some late night shenanigans going on on the Saturday. 
Um, and then on the Sunday, perhaps finishing at a more civilised hour of sort of six o'clock in the evening. But ultimately, it's online. If people want to stick around and chat late into the night, they totally can. And as I said, don't have to worry about the drive home. Um, so, yeah, it is it is a good opportunity. There are some sort of structured plans, as it were, but also just an opportunity to chat and see people um, at least as, you know, as best as we can in the current circumstances. Excellent. Well, um, yeah, uh, so at the moment, refunds and um, uh, basically tickets are being handled. Yes, so... So we're sending emails out. As I said, I'm a little bit behind on emails. Very sorry. Um, we are sending emails out to people to let them know their options. Essentially, everybody's got the option of either a full refund or to roll it over to next year. We are caveating the rollover to next year that obviously if the hotel put their prices up, we may have to pass that price rise on. If they don't, then we're all good. But particularly for things like the hotel rooms on the Friday and, and um Sunday nights we literally have no margin on those so if the hotel put the prices up we have to put the prices up um, I don't imagine that they're going to do that and if they do I'm sure it will only be a couple of quid kind of price rise so not not breaking the bank kind of numbers um, but we are sort of caveating that you know obviously they've kept the prices the same throughout the you know we've managed to roll them on from last year at the same price so whether we can roll them on to next year at the same price we've not had confirmed um but we're hoping fingers crossed things should be the same but either way you would you would have if you've booked a gold ticket you will have a gold ticket for next year if you if you roll it over um and if you tell us if you don't um once we've emailed you as said once you get your email um if you don't respond and we think we haven't heard from you we will automatically refund the ticket um so do look out for that email and do respond to it um because we we can't then necessarily sort of bump you to the front of the queue because you booked last year if that makes sense so it's either roll on or refund if you've booked a vip platinum ticket and would like your your shiny shiny merchandise um, pack then um, do let us know as soon as possible um, because we will aim to post them on Friday so that they can get to you before the event um, so you can have all your shiny merchandise um, and while I'm on the subject of shiny shiny merchandise um, we we have polo shirts and a few hoodies although a few people have snapped them up really quickly and we didn't have a huge amount but we have polo shirts we have hoodies and we have fabulous uh lavecon face coverings um i appreciate you don't need them for a virtual event but you know um yeah so they're all for sale on our on our website so do buy shiny merchandise it does help um sort of cover we don't have a huge amount of costs obviously when we're online we do have some costs um and that will cover it obviously the cost of the merchandise itself so we had to buy it because we were hoping fingers crossed that we were going ahead um but not so yeah if you if you would like to buy merchandise we would love you to buy merchandise and we would really appreciate your support Commander Vintian has a question. <laughs> well, it's more an observation, just to, just to say, yeah, ha- having gone through a similar, oh, well, it wasn't last year, but you know what I mean, the the, the, the last mm. the last ECM thing. Um, yeah, anything we can do to support you from from Hutton, and um, yeah, we'll we'll try and put something together if you need it for the content as well. And I have bagged my hoodie. Yay! Which is awesome because I, w- I was saying to you earlier, if I, I I couldn't go this year because I had work 
the first work in 500 days because of lockdown. And then the lockdown stopped me going to Lave God Boo! And I was upset. Um, but yeah, any support you need from us uh, as well. But um, oh, I can now go because I'm not working, but I can't go because the reasons for not working me, I can't go to LaveCon. So, so yeah, any support you need from us, please, please do. And um, uh, But yay, I'm getting a hoodie. <laughs> which I wouldn't have got if you hadn't cancelled it. So there's an upside. Yeah, definitely. And the hoodies are very cool. The hoodies don't have a year on, so they, they last, well, until you wear them out, I guess. Um, yeah, well, but they, yeah, they last they... until the other half puts them in the, the dryer four times in a row and yeah, they shrink. And I, I realise that the COVID take... lockdown belly doesn't fit in an XL. <laughs> I can take no responsibility for that side of things. But yeah, no, they are lovely hoodies. We do have a fabulous supplier who does all of our polo shirts and hoodies and the face masks as well this year. So they are very cool. Um, but, but but looking forward to it, and uh, I will I'll, I'll be joining you, and, oh, and we will be joining brilliant. you at some point during the day. I have no idea what the day is doing, but I'm gonna I'm do my best to <laughs> pop along. So so all the very best and, and lots of love from us because we've been there, done that on the ECM thing, and it's it's yeah. enormous hard work. But um, anything we can do to help, just just ask. Oh, you're brilliant. Thank you so much. We are very fortunate that we have an incredibly supportive community. And honestly, as some of you know, I am the least technical person, in, you know, in, in the team. Compared, I'm just not technical at all, as demonstrated my, my complete lack of ability to get on Discord this evening. Um, so, <laughs> um, yeah, so honestly, the virtual event couldn't go ahead without um, Grant and Simon doing yeah. all the clever technical things they are the absolute unsung heroes of of lavecon both in person and and online so you know we need to buy them lots of virtual beers um because they are absolutely brilliant of course we have support from all the wonderful um Lave radio team and from as i said the wonderfully supportive community as well so it's all good yeah Excellent. and we're going to look forward the next time we can all get together in person and double down on the next live con. <laughs> yeah. yeah I make, I think... make sure that, if, you know, you're, you're an actual real person. I've forgotten what you look like. <laughs> Just warn the hotel about the next time we can actually really get together. Because yeah, absolutely. It's likely to be one heck of a party. Yeah, the um, person who was dealing with all event stuff has moved area and gone somewhere else. So, um, yeah, so the new events team might have a shock next year. So I'll, I'll make sure we prepare them. It'll be fine. <laughs> Excellent. Um, we have, of course, I, I would also say, of course, the wonderful Frontier are no doubt getting involved. We haven't worked out the exact details of what they're up to um, because they keep going on holiday. Why is that allowed? Um, but yes, I am I am very sure the wonderful Frontier are going to be there. They have talked about having uh, donating some shiny prizes in our direction. Raffle tickets. Raffle tickets are a thing. Don't forget the raffle tickets. Um, we have a wonderful raffle in aid of special effect and um, Ellis Danlos Support UK, which are two fabulous charities that we are very fond of. Um, so, yeah, there will be online raffle tickets. Everybody should buy raffle tickets. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. You have been commanded to buy raffle tickets and merch. So Absolutely. <laughs> Okay, Karen, um, it's really nice having you on, and uh, I, I think that's everything, isn't it? I, I think so, yeah. I mean, you know, do follow us on 
Twitter, on Discord, on Facebook, on where else are we? We're even on Instagram, honestly. Um, uh, yeah, do check in with us. Get all the details for the online event website, of course, including the Live Radio website. Um, you know, we will make sure all of those places have all the details of where to log on, where to join us. Um, we'd love to see you. It'd be good. Excellent. Uh, well, thank you for joining us, Karen, and thanks for bringing us all up to date. No worries. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. So, uh, yes, now that, um, now that Karen's gone, uh, we can now go back to business as usual, which always is, is a bit of a worry. So, um, the development news, what, oh, hang on a second. I think I, um, cause we're so interested in Karen, uh, we haven't been around everybody to ask how they've been. So, um, Psykit, since you're the only permanent, um, person here, um, what have you been up to for the last week? Um, I don't know. Why do I feel like you've put me on the spot? Um, I've been um, playing a fair amount of Elite, not doing a hell of a lot else, feeling incredibly warm a lot of the time. Um, I tell you what I have I have picked up. There's a game that's um, come out called um, Phantom Abyss, which is basically you just sort of like run around and you, the idea is it's a roguelike and you've got to run around and jump and loads of parkour and there's a lot of running around shouting shouting parkour and i have invested far too much time into that game and it's been out for a day and a half so you know <laughs> that that that's been fun that's been something that i remember having done over the last couple of days but the rest of it's been a bit been a bit Wait. non 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 event week really oh well that's 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 a bit of a shame. Okay. Uh, well, right. Okay. I'll move on to Commander Crash. Welcome back, sir. How have you Whee! been for for the last? <laughs> I've got you done as the Squee Master. <laughs> oh, as always, as always. Yes, lo- lots of that going on. I've been, I've been really busy doing all kinds of random stuff. But I um, mean, game wise, uh, yeah, I've been I've been playing a lot of, a lot of Odyssey, um, upgrading the suits, upgrading the weapons. I'm really into that loop. Um, I'm a bit of a kleptomaniac that way, so it suits me fine. <laughs> so lots and lots of that. I did take a brief break from Elite yesterday because uh, the original Quake is now 25. Can you believe? So I had a good blast oh, on that. Oh, oh my God. I know, I know. It doesn't make you feel old, but um, yeah, I've still got it. I st- I got on there, poning some noobs. So <laughs> nice to take a break. But yeah, I'm hovering outside the lave station right now, and I'm itching to carry on getting more suit schematics. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, I'm glad to hear it. Um, Commander Vintiam, how's the mug? The, well, the, the mug's under attack at the moment. What? If you're talking politics, serious corporation, evil serious corporation. Oh, troublemakers, all of them. Um, no, I mean, so we're, we're, having, we're having good fun. I mean, obviously, um, Hutton being a, a great big rampaging monster of a thing. Um, so there's lots of, lots of BGS stuff. It was lovely to see Dav on a stream. I'm sure you're going to talk about the stream later, but lovely to see Dav talking about BGS stuff on the, mm. the stream earlier. Um, but we're having the BGS team having a well of a time, uh, war with Sirius, repeated war with Sirius. Um, we're not going to be steamrolled by an evil mega corporation. Um, well, player groups trying to muscle in and elbow in on hut and space, uh, lots of shenanigans and, and people running around, you know, combat zones and raiding bases and all stuff. Um, but personally speaking, I, I've been playing games an awful lot. 
<laughs> an awful, awful lot. I, I uh, for my for my sins, I think I mentioned it last time I was on. I was helping out HCS. I, I've actually joined HCS now as as a full time member of the crew because nice. uh, exhibitions and events are shut, and as Karen knows, um, they're, they're they're completely shut at the moment, and we're not allowed to play. So it's it marks five hundred days since my last event or exhibition. So um, yeah, I, I've joined them um, full time, which is quite good fun because i get paid to play computer games and i get paid to play odyssey a lot which has been awesome fun um so so yeah I, i've been uh doing a lot of video footage we, we've got a, a great big new video that we've been putting together uh, of all the sites and kind of things you can get up to in odyssey and and in elite which we've been filming for the last week with one of our our superstars doing voiceovers for it as well so we've been scripting and and putting that together which is going to be coming out uh, i don't know hopefully in the next week um and it means i've been trying out a lot of things that i've not tried yet in odyssey as well i mean i've been engaged a lot in the combat and jumping out of drop ships and pew pewing people and um what what i haven't done is taken time to step on some of these beautiful planets and just look at the scenery. So, so a lot of the footage we've been doing is in orbit of planets and looking at sunrises over, you know, through some of these atmospheres and things and, and setting foot on planet, looking at the footprints and um, experiencing some of the, the, the glorious sights. And we've been very lucky. I mean, you know, performance has been awesome on the PC and um, the video footage is looking stunning. So uh, I, I spent the last week, yeah, basically reveling in Odyssey. Lovely. Well, it sounds like you've had you've um, had uh, good luck there. Um, right, oh, we will luck. Yeah, well, don't luck possibly. I I, I don't know. It, I um, maybe yeah, maybe I've been very very lucky not to hit any of the problems. Hmm. Oh, yeah, I think I think that is fair to say. Commander Jathar Burrell, how are you? I'm good, thanks, Colin. How are you? Yeah, excellent. Um, it's been a while since we had you on last. Has uh, anything notable happened since? Uh, no. Um, I did go camping last weekend for the first time since the before times. Um, uh, it was a bit soggy, but still met up with a few mates that I haven't seen again since, was it September 2019? So that was good. I've been playing a lot of Elite um, over the last week, except for the weekend. Um, I'm loving Odyssey um, for the bits that I've seen. Um I, I, yeah, I, I know I'm now some kind of vulture. I am now raiding uh, abandoned settlements, um, scanning corpses to steal their identities. Uh, and quite frankly, I love it. Excellent. Right. Um, well, let's uh, dive into it now that uh, everybody's had their say. Um, the development news, what have the devs been happening this week? Well, obviously, uh, last Thursday, Odyssey Update 4 came out, and there was an awful lot of 160-plus uh, fixes. Um, the highlights really included at least 39 fixes to the, the map UI. Um, Galnet audio was back. There was about five or six small optimizations that helped speed up the frames per second. And one of the most important thing is that players are now invulnerable in social spaces. So no more naughty killing players by ramming your spaceship through the station windows. Thank you very much. Um, just quickly go around the, the crew, see uh, if they've noticed any difference with uh, between 
uh, update three and four. Um, Crash, have you noticed much in the way of difference? Uh, yeah, definitely. I think I'm, I'm more consistent frame timings, um, better frame rates overall. You know, I'm, I'm getting pretty much a locked frame rate, which 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 is good. It's always good to see better performance. Definitely, I think they still got a they got a way to go with it with with a few things. Definitely, I, I don't want to get really really technical on it. I could do, but I, we'd be here for hours. Um, but yeah, generally the, the the little things. It's nice to see all the quality of life things. The the, the galaxy map uh, improvements. Uh, some things have gone back to the way they were before. I think there's a handful of things which still need a little. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna die on the hill, but I'm I'm saying we we need those color coordinated buttons put back as some kind of legend because <laughs> i can't remember whether something in war is orange or red or yellow or I, I don't remember from one click to the next so but oh uh yeah it's just my bad memory but uh, yeah you know overall it, it's a good update i think there's a lot of things have gone in i think with any one of these updates there's always going to be kind of a, a like a time lag and then suddenly you're going to get a big influx of all these changes so i think overall great update yep i'm pleased Excellent. Um, Vintian, you say you haven't had um, the issues that a lot of people have had. So um, how have you found this update? I mean, frame rates have improved. I mean, I, I, running on a an older i5, 1080 graphics card, I, I have to feel it because I quantify what I'm running on there. Because um, And um, yeah, I mean, back at Alpha, I was having to bump the graphics down, you know, the bloom and the blur down and the, the super sampling down to 0.75 getting a little bit technical to, to make it smooth as I'm finding now that I'm running the same as I do in horizons. I'm getting a solid 60 frames a second, but actually, you know, turn off that little number in the corner. Seriously, that little number at the bottom left hand corner, just turn it off that I, I remember reading, um, on the forums, somebody who was saying they were upset because they were getting 25 frames a second in a lift. I was like, dude, what are you actually doing in a lift that, actually means that matters <laughs> put away the number bottom left right and go and enjoy yourself and yeah okay fine if it dips and it gets a bit janky then fine you know drop something down a tiny bit but i'm finding a solid 60 frames a second i went last night to to raid a base I, I was hunting for the ionized gas i don't know if anyone's got any hints on ionized gas but um i've got all the suit schematics i've got all the weapon schematics i am i'm there with it i've, I've gone and bought the grade threes I, I want to get these weapons and suits up a bit and can i find the gas now yeah, back in alpha i found it all the time um so i've been hunting lockdown systems to try and find um infrastructure failure and lockdown systems to try and find stuff that's got gas lying around in cupboards um and raiding bases occasionally it they, they airdrop people into it it's dark i've got the night vision i'm hiding around corners trying to get these guys you know heart in the mouth kind of stuff and you know go raid a base and all of a sudden somebody walks through the door in front of you and you you properly buy a waste your pants at that point and yeah. um yeah having great fun doing that and then of course you get a phone call from mr cow last night cow mm -hmm. I, I talked to quite this regularly. Is, I this is to... Yeah, and and um, so I, I take the call. I had run out of the base sensibly, and I'd got into my SRV thinking, I have a few minutes chat with him, and then two hours later I come back, and yes, your SRV has been destroyed. I ran out of power in the SRV and blew up because I was talking to Mr. Cow. So yes, I have been shamelessly killed by Mr. Cow in the last week, and he didn't even log in to do it. Wow. That's... But but frame rates and the, the bug fixes, yeah, I mean, the UI stuff, there's a couple of glitches in the UI, I think. Um, when you click that sort of refuel, your cursor jumps down too, which from a from a 
a work point of view is really crap because it doesn't stay where it is. It jumps down to. So I've been working really hard on fixing that. There's a small little thing like that. Um, but no, I've not noticed any problems with the latest release. And in fact, the performance is significantly better. Well, we can all take solace that we can always find gas in Uranus. So <laughs> Exactly. I haven't tried there yet. Yes. There's somewhere for you so to try. The to the bishop, yes. <laughs> Psyche, have you noticed much difference? Um, I, I'm very much, I will very much preach the same, just turn that number off in the corner. It, it does make all of the difference. If you're not constantly watching it, I honestly personally haven't felt the dip felt the dips in frames as much as I would have done mm-hmm. had I been watching it constantly. Yeah, I must admit, I have gone and switched. I, I must admit, I have switched it off. Um, but I did notice that the that does seem to it seems to be a lot more smoother. If my frame rate is ro- is low, uh, it used to be sort of um, how shall I put it. It used to work fine and then stop for a little second and then work fine for a little, stop for a little second and the frame rate would drop and, and bounce back up. And the thing was that this update, even though the frame rate for me is still quite low, it's a lot smoother. So I'm I'm finding it a lot easier this time round. Yeah. <laughs> I think Crash is about to explode. <laughs> it's, just, it's just technical. Yeah, that's that's what I meant by like the frame uh, timings, the frame, the frame rating is, is much better than this update, yeah. <laughs> More consistent time. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna butt in for a second. Sorry, I, I know it's bad etiquette to butt in, but I'm, it's me all over. Um, the the other thing is, I mean, Karash was talking earlier about playing Quake. Oh my right? god, here oh, we go back at old times. Yeah, we, we we're talking old school. I mean, Quake didn't look great, but oh my goodness, was it fun? Yes, I mean, it looked great um, at the time, but looking back know. on it now, it, it it's it's blocky and whatever else. It, you know it. The, the the point is, it's enjoyable to sit back and play. And, you know, if you have to bump something down a level just to be able to enjoy yourself and have fun, then knock it down a level and, and just, just kick back and enjoy yourself. I mean, that that's what I've been doing. If, if it does get low, just just crank it down a tiny bit and, and have fun pew-pewing people. I mean, I, I, I didn't realize that headshots were a thing. And, and bonuses on headshots with the various weapons were a thing. I now know. Um, but, yeah, this obsession with I've got to have the biggest number is, is a big problem. And just as a psychic says, just just don't worry about the number. Just enjoy yourself. <laughs> yeah, it's going to take, it's, it's take the enjoyment out of the game if you're constantly going, oh, I've had a drop there. Oh, I've had a, it, it's, it's not worth it. I'm... I I, can't, I wouldn't be able to tell you what I have at the moment, but it's I, I just um, ran over a guy in my crate and it was beautiful. <laughs> I did that in my SRV. It was cool. I, love run, I don't want to know. It was very bad of me. I'm going to get points for my license. You've got to do them in the crates. You've got to do them from your ship. Just like, oh, oh. it's beautiful. And so no, I keep getting knows stuck all about on pylons, taking people's head up, heads off with a with a shotgun, don't you? Yeah, not with a shotgun. I'm not very good with a shotgun. I ha- I'm not. If I have one complaint. Oh. Okay. If I have one complaint, and this isn't a complaint, this isn't a huge complaint, but the one thing that I'm really, really struggling with is getting my head around the engineering of the suits and the weapons and all of that sort of stuff. <laughs> and I love engineering, so it's a big, a big struggle. Right. Okay. Um, we'll pop over to to Jithar. Um, 
have you seen much in the difference between update three and four? Um, like others um, have said, I'm, I've noticed it's a lot smoother. Um, and I have been guilty of having the number in the corner just to check because I'm running a, th- a 3070, so I was getting slightly better um, frame rates uh, before the update anyway. But it's ju- it was so janky when it was switching between um, you know getting in a lift or going into a, a social hub. Um, but it's, it's a lot smoother. Um, and then, like Psyche said, I, ha- I have turned it off because I don't want to know anymore. I just want to sit back and watch it. And, you know, now that it's actually watchable, you know, and not re- uh, janky to my eyes. Um, I have been afraid to go into VR, though, because I'm not sure that's still quite um, sorted yet. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm getting reports for uh, from people saying that um, the VR doesn't seem to be working just yet. And especially if you get something like less than 45 frames a second, then it, it mm. really can uh, cause issues. So, uh, crash! You want to jump in? <laughs> I, I, I've got a, I've got a notepad of things here. I could go on all oh. the day. Um, I, I have managed to get VR working actually. Whilst whilst we're on the topic of that, and I did manage to try the little hacky, exploity way of trying VR on foot, which. Is it's amazing. In the show notes for a lot later. Sorry, I, I, we'll come back to that then. But no, I think the, the biggest problem I think a lot of people have been having with performance is um, not not trying to step on your, your toes, Dave, or anything. But uh, I've seen this as well. Is it knocking the quality down doesn't currently have an impact on upping the performance? And that's I, I know that Frontier are aware of that, and they're working on that. There's there's technical issues internally in the engine with why that's happening, um, which is why it's not scaling particularly well um, to to other people's um, uh, engine, uh, other other people's hardware and stuff. And uh, yeah, you say uh, shadow and bloom and all that stuff. Yeah, off. I have that off anyway. I hate depth of field. I hate blur. I hate bloom. You know, all that stuff is off by default. Um, but yeah, for for myself and a lot of people even on really capable machines on the lowest settings, still getting uh, performance, which is lower than what you'd expect, um, which which is a thing that they, they, they can solve. I know they've internally they've got the technical know-how to do that. It's just a case of getting it all merged in. And I know they've spoke about that in previous weeks that you've got all of these multiple concurrent branches with multiple people working on different things. And most of the problems have come from the fact that in trying to combine all that together into one single product, things have been dropped and missed so hopefully they will get there right so basically i think general consensus everyone everyone here who's who's played odyssey uh, update four it's a bit of a thumbs up well what else happened on thursday well they had a frontier live stream with the spvfa guesting on the live stream now this included uh, various people such as orange phoenix uh, and these uh, this uh, P V F A other guys that go and uh, go out and get those fantastic uh, photographs, and they went. They took the CMs, uh, one of which was Sally, through uh, basically a, a a masterclass in how to actually get the shot that you needed. Um, I quite enjoyed that. Uh, so, guys. Anybody else catch this one? We'll start with uh, Dave. Well, the, the the stream was just generally about SPVFA and their legendary skills. The, the st- well, you can actually cover both, actually. 
if you wish. I, I have to say, I mean, back in uh, years and years ago now, it makes me sound old. Um, back ages old. ago, I, I used to go around um, Stabler, Chris and John Stabler's house. Yeah. Right, before we had the external camera, and we used to set up a, a LAN rig, and we used to look through the roof of the Sidewinder with with the head tracker. So we had a track IR. We'd, I, I'd, I'd use the track IR, and I'd, I'd rig it so I could look through the ceiling of the Sidewinder, and then the stablers would position their ships just right to get some of these pictures. And we we would take at the time what we thought were stunning photographs and they were there were there were stunning screenshots and then we fast forward to now and you look at the stream and you look what the spvfa do to get some of these shots um with with the in-game tools with the with the camera suite and the you know the the focus that you can pull on all sorts and some of them do post processing on things they publish that sort of not officially qualified most of them don't and oh my goodness gracious me i mean it is uh, it's stunning the, the work by these guys and the effort they put into some of these pictures and some of the talent they have in, in being able to take these, these also just set up the shots and take them and, you know, filter and focus everything just right. It's, it's just beautiful. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, it took, um, uh, Zach and, uh, and Sally through the, the I think through some of the little tricks that they use and um, I'd never used the blur function before on it before so uh, I didn't even know we could do that <laughs> so um, Psykit did you follow this stream? I have D&D on a Thursday night I can very rarely catch any of them Fair enough we'll move on uh, Crash <laughs> Crash Unfortunately uh, yeah single parent rules i just don't find the time it's just i would love to but sounds great i'll have to go back and watch the vod yeah um just thought i am so behind on all my streams and podcasts and everything <laughs> i'm even behind on live radio and i had to just listen just bite the bullet and listen to what happened last week this morning <laughs> <laughs> dave did you see it or was i the only one <laughs> I guess, I guess I was the only one. Right. <laughs> now, one of the things that we, we uh, should mention at the moment is that uh, on Friday, Sally uh, put out a, uh, a request for, the, for a, a focused feedback thread. Now, um, for those of you who don't know, Sally was actually one of the original developers of the camera suite. Uh, and uh, on the forums, you'll find the thread uh, about uh, some uh, requirements for the feedback. Uh, now, I, I think we should just actually say hi to Sally uh, and the CM team, who I think for the last couple of for the last week or so have been actually going above and beyond what they have done in the past. Uh, and yes. Dave, did you want to say something? Well, it, it, I mean, just just seeing the the patch notes threads. I don't, I don't know whether. I mean, obviously, whenever a patch comes out, Thursdays these days in the morning, um, you you sit there and you sort of read War and Peace, and you you read the hundreds and hundreds of lines, and, and then you see the messages saying, "Right, I'm online now." By by Sally, and um, this this sea change by the CM team where. Sally has personally responded to every single per well maybe it's not every single person but it feels like every single person's query request problem bug report everything in that thread 
Mm. Um, it, it starts off in the morning. That the 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 um, patch notes get posted. Uh, the last one was just before the patch landed as well, which was well received. Um, and then there is this storm of sallies. I'm having my coffee now. And um, you know, uh, any CM team can just say, "Yeah, just ticket it, just ticket it, just ticket it." But it is done with style and panache and a lot of pink. An awful lot of pink. And and there's also like, can you report it? I can see that report coming through now. And the sea change they put in on that and the interactivity has been absolutely fantastic. And I I feel it's been so well appreciated by people because rather than sort of responding with, oh, this is still broken. There's this is broken. Then there's a, oh, cool. Can you get me this screenshot and submit it? And then they say, yeah, I've done that. And then there's the next response is, I can see that coming through now. And I've put it on a sticky note on my screen. And squee, I've run out of coffee. And sorry to crash yeah. squee on that one. Um, and, and what we're seeing on those threads and what we're seeing on the, um, the request for information on the camera suite is an interactivity level that is really appreciated by people personally. You know, I've put my time into reporting it, whatever else, and someone's giving me feedback. And, and same on the camera suite thread. People are saying, uh, oh, the blackout. Every time you try and use the, the camera suite on foot, you get these blackouts all over the place. And you feel like you're getting a response. Now, of course, the response is actually no different from, yeah, just ticket it. But it's been done with a bit of style. And I think people are really appreciating that one. And when people talk about the blackout when you're using the, the, the camera on foot, there's a response that makes you feel that someone's listening. They probably were already listening, but it, it, it it's just got um, a bit of feedback that makes you feel like what you've just done reporting it and giving the feedback is being listened to, and it, it's really appreciated. Yeah. I must admit, I noticed that Zach does it, um, pretty much the same thing, admittedly not with as much style as Sally, but um, as he has... He has, he has been um, making... Uh, um, an absolute effort in replying to as much as he can. I mean, there yeah, and there's, is... a, there's some personality to it as well. You you get a feeling of the passion these guys, and they do. And I know there's lots of negativity, sort of saying, "Oh, they, they don't care about the game." Oh my goodness, do they care? And and, and in their own style, they've been, they've been let free to their own style. I mean, Zach has got his own style in responding. Yeah, I, yes. Sorry, I'm 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 waxing lyrical again, but. Yeah, credit to the entire team, not just to Sally. <laughs> yes. Um, one of the... Uh, so what we'll do is we'll... Well, obviously, there's, there's a link in our show notes to the focus feedback thread. So if you have any ideas about um, how the camera suite can be improved or the, if you have issues with it, that is the place to actually go and drop things off. Now, obviously... Hey, can, I ask, can I ask a question? Sorry, sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm being terrible as a guest. Can I ask a question, though? Have you used it? Do you? I mean, do we have any personal requests here in the studio? Are things you'd love to see in that? As a talking, sorry to cut across you. Is anybody? Well, uh, uh, yeah, there's obviously some of the blackout issues that means that I can't take some of the shots that I I want. I mean, and there's also there's some lighting issues, but then again, that's not really the problem with the camera suite. That's basically the lighting issues which the, is under development. Um, anybody else? Shaders. <laughs> what? I want to be able to do crazy shaders, and, and <laughs> I can't think of anything. Quite, but no, I've been being able to do um, like you know things with like uh, you Minecrafted it for a while. You can go into the menu options. You can just do like custom shaders. <laughs> <laughs> but for so, me, it was remembering your your camera position from when you exited the camera. That that's the big thing. So you can mm. set up a shot, 
then fly down and then switch the camera and it remembers where you were last time. I love that. You- That's such oh, a good suggestion. Wow. Yeah. That is. But you could have sort of like five or six hot hot spots where you could just go back to them. Because if you can do that, then you can set up, you know, somebody's flying across your front, you can time it, you can hit the camera button, and then you've got that shot lined up immediately. You don't have to sort of get the shot, reposition. At the moment, we can do static shots because you, you sort of, you set it up and then you, you put the camera live and, oh, I've just missed that awesome moment. I mean, that one um, with, with the, was it a type, type 10 flying across a bunch of commander's heads? Yes, it's it was. so much work at the moment to set that up. But if it remembered your camera position, that becomes a, an easy shot to do. Or, yeah. or so like, easier shot. Or like maybe four different saveable camera positions. So you can sort of go, let's save this as camera position one, two, three, four, etc. And then when you're practicing these shots, you can move around a little bit and then just move back to four different camera positions so you can take different angles. Oh, that'd be amazing. I love it. Yeah, I mean, my, my asp looks good at this angle. It's, it's, it's the perfect you know, tagline <laughs> for that one. Um, but yeah, for, for, for me, being able to preset a camera at a certain location, because I know the activity is happening in that area, and being able to hit camera view, and that's it. And also remembering that your HUD is off last time. So if your HUD was off when you left the camera, your HUD should be off when you go back to it. So that yeah. you've got the shot on the spot. You hit the button, you've got the view, hit screenshot, or start your video recording, that's it. That is the shot. And that would be, I mean, for me, that that's ultimate wish list. Well, uh, I take it you've put it on the thread. Oh, yeah. Ah, excellent. I so would be doing my job properly if I didn't. No. <laughs> um, right. Now, obviously, that brings us round to today's Super Cruise news. Um, now, there wasn't actually much in the way of news this, this week because they are preparing um, for a... a getting one of these dev forums running at the end of the month and also at the end of the month out is supposed to come update five uh so but they did have uh dav uh make a surprisingly quick guest appearance and answer a few questions uh on the for on on the stream um obviously it's to do with the bgs issues that have been happening this uh, for the, yeah, in Odyssey, uh, I take it, Dave, that uh, this is you've 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 uh, been following what Dav has been saying on this one. I mean, I follow everything Dav says because Dav's a legend. But um, yeah, I mean, the the, the anarchies thing—I don't know if anybody else has been following the the whole conversation about anarchies and how they yeah, were cause the, cause taking they're a real off. big hit. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there, there have been some balancing issues to do with uh, a crime is currently overpowered as well, but um, they're aware of them. I mean, it's clear that Dav is looking at it. Um, I think there was a tweak in the last patch to do with crime and anarchies and where the crime was being allocated so that anarchies are taking less of a kicking. Yeah. Which is good for anarchies. I mean, I, I think Colonia, there, I think there are four anarchies or anarchy groups out in Colonia and they're trying to maintain a, an anarchic system and they found it very hard. Certainly in Hutton Systems, uh, there's a couple of anarchy pirate factions in there, and they've just found themselves through no deliberate act of ours down on one percent all the time. Yeah. So there's clearly some balancing to do, but you know, Dav's very aware of it. They're looking at it, and of course, you've got this balance for people playing Horizons only. 
and doing their normal activities, their normal, you know, trading or exploration drop-offs and playing the BGS that way. And you've got the new Odyssey people who are coming and doing, oh my goodness, there's a base and Karash is going to smash it to bits and rob all the stuff, which is clearly having quite a profound effect on the BGS. Now, is so it cool? Because this is one thing I've noticed. Normally to do one of these BGS missions takes an awful lot longer than if you're doing a standard Horizon well, I mean, if you're psychic and you're driving your crate and you're mowing people down in your crate with the nose of your crate, you know, it, it's quite easy to you know, rack up an awful lot of crime. It is. However, um, there is definitely warrant to saying, OK, a settlement clear is going to take a little bit longer than going and d delivering data, for example, and effectively it's supposed to return the same influence. Um, I... On the back of that, I, I'm still, I will constantly be frustrated on the lack of cap of negative influence. Um, I really want them to look at that, and I hope they do a thread. Oh, crime at the moment, yeah, is a thing. I mean, yeah. um, the, the, playing the BGS uh, as, as Hutton, as, as a group, as a, as, a, as a BGS active group, um, lockdown is the new sort of uh, group versus group meta. You can put endless lockdown with a couple of players on an owning faction or any faction you like through minor, what we call minor crime, you know, pew-pewing bases, doing a crash, smashing stuff and robbing things. Um, and there is a, there, there appears to be a new meta sort of evolving where, where it, it's not a case of going and blowing up spaceships, which take time, there, there is clearly a crime meta to do with on foot that is, it's not exploitable, it's usable to, to achieve your aims. And it, there's a balance needed. So crime is currently a thing. And the ability to put factions in lockdown is so easy now, which is bad. Mm, that does sound bad. Right. Well, I think that brings us to the end of this roundup. Um, just quickly, we'll touch on the in-game events which have been happening this week. So on the 16th of uh, June, 3307, um, electoral reforms were proposed by the Alliance. This is basically the, the loser of the Prime Minister election has decided that um, she doesn't like the system that she lost under, so she'd like to change it so that she's got a better chance next time. <laughs> Um, on the 17th of June, uh, materials uh, were needed for the enhanced ship module. This is the um, the advanced discovery, uh, this, or was it the, not the advanced discovery scanner, the, the advanced surface scanner. Now it's a double engineered ship module. Um, uh, it's the community goal. I think you've got approximately until basically Wednesday evening to to uh, supply enough materials to, to help with that. Um, of course, on the 18th of, of June, the Guardian and Thargoid Battlefield uh, discovery was mentioned finally on Galnet. This was the, uh, the in-game event that happened last Thursday, uh, which was uh, discovered, I think, 24 hours after it was announced. <laughs> These events just go so fast, they're almost impossible to stop. Um, and then um, there was uh, some 
Corpus Corpus stalled by the Jupiter Division's defeat. Now, um, this is basically since Jupiter's Division was defeated by uh, by commanders in the community goal the other day, they are not taking that too well. And of course, the moralists have, have now sort of said, oh, we want to be friends with the Empire, we want to have a senator, which was announced today on the 22nd. And yeah, that's... I mean, looking at the news which has been happening this week, it's it's actually been quite diverse. Um, Psyche, have you been following the the Galette news? I try. I dabble. <laughs> the the CG's already finished, I think. If I'm not very oh. much mistaken. Is that 70%? Yeah. 70% yesterday? So I think the CG's done. Damn, well, I'm, I'm out by where the actual battlefield is so there's no chance of me getting back in time <laughs> but, but i i do enjoy i do enjoy a galnet yeah both actually um, seeing it and also the galnet news digest oh yes that is actually one thing that um we do have to mention is that one of the fixes that were put in on update four is that they have put the audio back in for galnet news so not only do you have a certain Galnet News Digest which might be available at the end of the show from a Commander Wotherspoon and Jude, we also have the official Galnet which is in um, in your cockpit. Although I'm being told it's not as good as Commander Wotherspoon. So, yes. No, I mean, uh, he digests the news with Jude so you don't have to. <laughs> It does seem so. Um, at the moment, well, Operation Ida is continuing. However, they have to, they have just managed to complete. Um, I think it's Corrigan Terminal in the Pleiades Sector HR WDL seven four. Um, I think that one's complete, but um, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, and in other news, the Antozino excursions are continuing. There's one in Atlas, HR1183 Delphi, and HIP18390. Uh, well, as of yesterday, uh, they might have been cleared because the Antozino guys are, are, are very good at clearing them. Uh, and there are still evacuations happening at Ark's Faith, California's Freeport, uh, Sinian Orbital, and Donna's Oak. Uh, so that brings us to the end of the in-game events. Uh, I think it's time for Souverine's favourite song. Score a lot! In the bi-weekly newsletter, here come paint jobs for your arts. Welcome back. Well, the store alert this this week. Well, it seems to be two kinds. We've now got a ship store alert and an on foot store alert. So, for your ship store alert, everybody, you can have a Viper Mark III Shatter paint job, which um, 
uh, I actually quite like the look of that one. A nice red shuttering um, uh, Viper. And unfortunately, there's not. It's not as I don't know. It's not as out there as the Evil Knievel ones. What do you, What do you think? Uh, I think it looks like someone chucked a, a, a can of black paint or a red ship, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not loving it. To be honest. Oh, seriously? Okay, fair enough. Oh, I, I quite like it. I, I like the asymmetric-looking ones. Quick question. Do the NPCs ever wear any of these skins? No, it's just it's just commanders. I think that has to go on wish list central, is that the NPCs showcase some of these skins. You know, the pirates should show the raider ones, and, you know, I, I think they've missed a trick on this one. That You know, some of the NPCs should show stuff. Oh, I really want that, you know? Well, now that you've actually mentioned it, then it's an easier way to visually idea pirate, isn't it? If they come in the pirate, if you've got the yeah. pirate um, bodywork on it. I, I think that has got to be a wish list special that some of the NPCs should wear some of these skins to make you want to have them. You know, I mean, pirates with that raider spiky skin and, you know, bodies stuck on the end of the spikes and proper Mad Max style turn up in anarchy. So that'd be cool. That's excellent. Well, that's that's flying around. This is the first time I've actually seen two store alerts at the moment. Uh, the second store alert is basically the Manticore Oppression Oppressor Chevron skins. And so basically, we've got an awful lot of weapons that I now have pink stripes. Do you think Sally's been let loose? Have you have you have you seen the actual wording of what they put out on Twitter about this? Go on. When your opponent charges into battle with a pink assault rifle, you know they're not afraid of anything. <laughs> is the official line for this one. Add some pastel power to your armory with the Chevron weapon pattern from Manticore assault rifles, pistols, and shotguns. So basically you can die with poor taste. Hey, with that advert, sign me up. I want a big pink gun to go and raid a settlement with. Exactly. You know, oh, thank you know, God Ben's not here. You know when you've been murderized to death and you're lying on the floor? I, I, back, they don't do it anymore, but you remember when the, the NPCs used to stand over you and put another 50 shots into you after you were dead? Just to yeah, make imagine sure. looking up from the ground at the, 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 the pink manticore that was doing it, thinking, I suck. I really, I have just died in the most embarrassing way possible. Someone killed me with pink. Oh, you, you can, you know what? I at the moment I have got this little voice in the side of my head, just and you just know it's Ben going. Yeah, Eddie Lee Wise and some We've got new pink paint for your shotgun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a advert break, and we'll come back with our main discussion. Want to tour the frontier? Travel with Colmac Reeve and our new fleet of passenger starliners. We've opened up the universe for a range of budgets. Option one, luxury. My husband and I like to travel in comfort. The new luxury cabins were like a home away from home. After all, one's home is a castle. Option two, first class. We'd saved up a bit for a really special trip. First class cabins were like nothing we've travelled in before. Really luxurious. Option three, travel cabin. We would a trip with Cormac Reeves monthly lotto. A travel cabin for two on a starliner around the solar system. Once in a lifetime for us, simply amazing. 
Option four, basic accommodation. Me and my mates just wanted to hitch around the universe. It's so great that we have the option of getting a really cheap cabin to see the sights. It saved us loads. And for the budget conscious and slaves, we have our cheapest option yet. Well, I needed it. And we won't sell any of those frozen passengers into slavery. I promise. Colmac Reeves All Budget Tours. Seeing the galaxy from luxury to freezing tubes. service announcement from the fuel rats. Please stop what you're doing and pay attention. If we can rescue you, we will, but you can help us help you by following these easy steps. One, fly 50 light seconds or so from the system's main star and drop out of supercruise. Two, note down the current system and the nearest stellar body. Three, if you're on emergency life support, log out immediately. Four, Go to FuelRats.org and click Get Help. Five, stay calm, hold your breath, and let our seasoned professionals do what they do best. The Fuel Rats. We have fuel, you don't. Any questions? Lave Radio. Transmitting to every corner of the galaxy. Natural remedies have always been some of the galaxy's finest, so when we discovered a wholly natural way of slimming down and reducing your appetite, we had to share it with everyone. Harnessing the amazing powers of our native parasitic life, we've solved an age-old problem. Vegas Slimweed has been used by settlers of the region for decades with undeniable results and significant health benefits. If you think that Vegas Slimweed could be the solution you're looking for, speak to your doctor today. Travelling with Vegas Slimweed ingested may constitute smuggling. Please check before your journey and declare yourself a customs for an internal search. Failure to digest does not constitute grounds for reimbursement. Side effects may include but are not limited to increased blood pressure and heart rate, insomnia, nervousness, blurred vision, restlessness or headache. Some forms of parasite may cause stomach side effects like constipation, dry mouth, nausea, or vomiting. A small sample of patients exhibit full body paralysis, catatonic state, and internal hemorrhaging. Parasite must be purged before pupation, else death will occur. And welcome back. Now, as you know, we've had a lot of negative reviews, or at least um, unpositive reviews, uh, which have come out from a lot of gaming sources. However, one of the most of the issues that they have been commenting about has been performance and networking. They have commented, most of them, such as you know, Massively OP, Obsidian and Hawks Gaming, they've all said that there are sections of Odyssey where they are having fun. So one of the things is, is um, I thought I'd ask all our guests that have been on, uh, that have, have arrived as, um, once the performance issues are resolved or if they've been resolved with you, where is the fun you're having in Odyssey? So I, th- I think we'll start with Commander uh, Jetha, mm-hmm. if you don't mind. Yeah, no problem. Um, yeah, let's say a lot of negative stuff happened, um, and I, when I started my 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 Odyssey, as it were, um, I thought, oh, I want to get 
out there and start exploring and see the new planets. And I just started panicking about, you know, the equipment I needed. So I just took a step back and thought, right, start from the beginning, get the suits, get them upgraded, you know, get the equipment you need. So I just started on the grind. And, you know, you know how everyone that plays Elite loves the grind, you know. Um, and then just discovering that all the bases that you need, particular bases that will, will supply your suit schematics, or go into one that's got, uh, you know, an abandoned um, SRV, and you think, okay, what, is, is there a power regulator? Is there a working power regulator in there? And it's like, it's that, it's that rolling the dice every time I land somewhere, an abandoned settlement going, has this got the thing I need? Um, you know, is there, are there roving um, scavengers there? Will I have to run away from them? Because I'm bad at pew pew, really bad. You know, I've n- never played it. And, and then I actually found a bit of a love for that just last week when I accidentally into a civil war. Ah, but not, not something you really want to do. No, I was, trying, I was trying to land at this place that just it, it was rich with suit schematics and power regulators. And, you know, every time, you know, not all every time, but you know, most times I was getting stuff that I needed, and they wouldn't let me land. I thought, oh no, it's a combat zone. Do I really want to, you know, get this sorted so I can get my little uh, robbing place back? So I thought, okay, I'll do it. I'll bite the bullet. I'll start at a conflict zone. So I went off to front line. Bearing in mind, none of my weapons have been upgraded at all. And I, <laughs> I got in the dropship, I went, fine, okay, let's do this. Uh, and I died quite a lot. But I just found it really fun to be running around this settlement, grabbing a control point. Mm-hmm. And essentially, if I couldn't really shoot the, uh, the opposing um, faction, I could just sit there and hide while the counter went up until we, we got the... Control point. Yeah. And then I was running around again and I was shooting, I was shooting some people and then and I was dying. But I thought, you know, this is fun. I mean, I've never had much fun in combat anyway. I mean, I only got combat elite because I just sat, yeah, in my ship because I just sat there blasting Thargoid scouts mm. with, sort of the, with a ridiculously overpowered Corvette. <laughs> but, you know, actually being there and actually not having the skill and not having the right, not having the equipment as, as well, and just throwing myself in was just an amazing experience. I've, I've, got to, I've just got to ask this question. I mean, is you that kind of thing you never would have appealed to you before? Um, you know, so you wouldn't have played stuff like um, Overwatch or, uh, you know, old school deathmatch games or Fortnite or anything like that. Um, I mean, we mentioned Quake. I used to play Quake um, networked at uni and th- things like that, but never, it never really properly, it never really properly took off with me. I'm more of an, an RPG player. Um, and the point, get, I'm, the point I'm trying to get is, is so that's your first experience of that kind of. It, it is, yeah. Um, you know, I've never done, I never really done first person shooting properly. Um, it just never really grabbed me. But because it's part of elite now mm-hmm. that I'm already, you know, massively invested in, I thought, okay, let's just see. And it was it was brilliant. You know, three days I fought this war, and we won. Excellent. Right. Um, well, I'll move over to uh, Commander Crash. Yeah. I mean, Where, where's where's the fun that you're having then? Echoing a lot of the same sentiments, there, Shithara. I mean, it's 
I feel personally, with all the mechanics that have been put in now, I feel a lot more engaged as an individual. I feel like I'm more connected to the, the experience. I know that sounds wishy-washy, but definitely it's like with the things before, I felt a bit kind of detached, like, you know, you're piloting a ship, you're up at this certain scale. But being on foot, it just makes all of the activities that I used to do make more sense. Everything feels more cohesive. Uh, I mean, kudos to FDev. They historically got a lot of slams in, in the past for, for the balance not being good. I find the balance in this is great. The the power curve, the progression from uh, coming in with G1 level stuff and going into conflict zones and then working up through that, uh, getting all the suit mechanics, uh, suits uh, upgrades and things like that. Um, I just feel like it's a lot more of a flat progression than with ships. I think that the problem that the base game had even before the engineers come out is that power curve of going from a side E up to the biggest ship. Um, there was such a disparity there that the game was always going to be unbalanced and, and very difficult for people to, to get into unless they were there on day one. But I definitely feel like with the combat um, on foot, it's yeah, it's a lot more enjoyable. You can jump into it at any any stage and have fun. I keep discovering new mechanics, which I think is great. I'm I'm really engaged with the loop of gathering the uh, suits uh, and weapon upgrade uh, materials that you need. And I find myself now, I'm just going on the mission board and I'm not even looking at what kind of mission it is. It's like, if, as long as it gives that reward, I'm going off and doing it and finding new experiences, which I haven't done in the base game for so long. Do you know, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, I know what you mean that. Yeah, it's like in the base game, I'd find a certain kind of mission type that I would just do over and over because it was the easiest and it got the best rewards and I would just keep doing it. But with this, I feel like I'll try a little bit of everything. Like everything is is fun and interesting um, and the experience is different every time. You know, they, they, you don't know what's going to happen. I've had, um, I mean, I've been tired with that brush now. Thank, th thanks, Dave. Um, but, you know, d helping liberate materials from these settlements um I've, I've been going into that loop and it's quite enjoyable uh and the other day i had one experience where i've got into the loop of you, know, you shut the power down you take all the all the gear and then i had them call in backup uh, and ship came down and landed which I, I didn't realize that was an actual mechanic but uh, a ship came in with some extra uh, people and surprised me so i like the, the kind of variation it's very very uh, kind of dynamic and I, I i just i really enjoy it excellent um thank it you you are the 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 FPS expert. I'm the uh, expert. It's it's a strong word. Well, you're more of an expert than I am. Let's <laughs> be honest about that. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> oh damn! <laughs> um, go on then. You know you 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 know how I feel about this. I've said it like lots of times now. How um how much enjoyment I am getting out of just having stuff to learn again and mm -hmm. having having new things to do um over the last couple of, i'm still not very good at getting suits and all of that nonsense and upgrading my suits but i'm doing all right with the stock stuff it's okay um but it's it's going going to somewhere not really knowing what you're doing and what did i do the other day i did a um a covert some kind of covert sabotage or like a covert steal the power regulator, something along those lines. Mm -hmm. And the amount of satisfaction <laughs> that I got after completing that and it going smoothly, they are so tricky and it is so rewarding to learn something new in Elite again. Um, yeah. Yes, I love the, I love the conflict zones. The conflict zones are a lot of fun. Um, 
but little bits that you can do on your own as well are excellent. Yeah. And um, I mean, one thing that I've got to ask about that, I mean, the stealth mechanics of actually creeping around a base, how are you finding those? Oh, it's nonsense, but it's wonderful. Um, I managed to pick up a suit, um, a Maverick suit, which has got um, quiet footsteps, and that's made it infinitely easier. Um, but it's fun. It's fun. It's, it's, you, you have like those proper... Oh God, oh God, oh God, have they seen me? And having a button assigned to being able to wipe all of your clearances that you stole. Yeah. That's really, really, that's really useful. So thanks for adding that one in. Oh, oh, right. I must have missed that one. So basically yeah, so you, you can, you can assign go. a key to wipe all of the um, like uh, 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 settlement clear- security clearances that you have. And it just yeah. zeroes out straight away. You can do it as someone is coming towards you with a scanner. And it starts the whole process again, but it is so good. I love yeah, it yeah. so much. It's a lot of fun. Oh no, that that sounds that sounds excellent. Um, I'm gonna have to give that one a try. Um, Vintian, go on then. Um, what were you I finding your fun? Um, I've been hopping uh, on on planets. Obviously, I've, I've been doing the bases, and I've been doing. Uh, uh, you know, with. with with work, I've been dropping out dropships, and I have to say that the whole red light dropship moment where you drop back into a combat zone, um, we, we've been dropping in some of the voices from you know Vasco, which I think there was a prize winner with you guys a couple of weeks back. But uh, it's great fun when you, you get the whole um, Flash Gordon moment as you drop out of the dropship. <laughs> it's awesome, and I love that. And I, 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 with the engineered gear, I'm up to sort of, I can do a 450, 500 nil win now. But there are moments when it's balanced in such a way, even with all the gear, they drop ships with like five guys on top of you and it hits the fan. It hits the fan from a great height. And even though you've got all the gear, it's still difficult and it's still challenging. So you haven't got that sort of uber gear kind of moment where I'm just walking through this like the Terminator yeah, killing everybody. You you can still have a brown trousers moment, even if you've got all the gear. And that that balance wise, that's lovely. But I I've been trying out the planetary POIs. You know the um, you, you go to the the threat two, threat three, crash ships and whatever. Oh right, and, yes. Uh, I, I went to a distress call one, and I, I dropped down, and there were four scavengers, and there was some other guy to one side, and there was actually a, an NPC who wasn't one of the scavengers there the guy who clearly had crashed or landed the ship and it was his ship and he was hiding behind a hill so i took out the scavengers and i thought oh, shoot him oh no no he's not a bad guy he's not a bad guy and he wasn't he was the actual pilot of the ship as well so there's a few little wrinkles in there where it's quite cool because you're rescuing somebody i i, I didn't take enough time to read the the npc messages but i felt quite good saving this guy from the scavengers that had come down to rob his ship and that that felt quite cool. I, I really enjoyed that one. Um, other than that, I I went to a base yeah last night, and you you're looking through the windows and scanning people through the windows to get their ID to open the door to get in there to, and then you use your overload tool to zap them, so you can sneak up behind people and zap them with the overload tool so they they collapse to the floor. Uh, so the whole infiltration thing is is cool, and you get the night vision on your suit, and you can sneak properly. And I, as you say, with the, the upgrades to the suit, with the, um, the the quiet walking and the the stealth mechanics, and then the night vision, you can proper ninja your way into a base, and I love that. I, I, I mean, I don't like it because it scares me, but I do like it because it scares me. If yeah, you know I, what I mean. 
Yeah, I know. I know what you mean by that. I mean, on, on a dark uh, planet with no lights, and then scavs drop in off a drop ship, and you're in a base. You think, oh, they've just dropped like eight scavs outside, and I've got to get back to my ship. And you're on night vision, trying to sneak out without getting shot. That, that, that's cool. I love it. Absolutely love it. Um, right. Well, I mean, from my point of view, the, where I've been getting the most enjoyment out of, of Odyssey is it has been kind of a, a cross-up between investigating with my main character the, the points of interest that uh, that you've mentioned, uh, Dave. Um, I've, I've found that to be really interesting because it feels joined up with the ship um, mechanics. And also... I, I must admit, I'm still enjoying the exploring and the logging of all these um, biologicals. And I'm finding planets now with seven or eight biological signals on them. And then when I finally land, I find out it's not seven or eight plants or bi- or bacteria I've got to find. Those are only the different types. There's no... There's, if you if you land and they say oh there are uh, bushes there, you look through and you'll you'll see there's a there's a lot more slots of undiscovered uh, biologicals that are are there than the than the five or six that they mentioned, and I think that's great. I'm a bit annoyed that it's very very difficult to find bacteria. <laughs> that's I think every time I scan there and there's one biological and you see it says bacteria oh forget it move on to that next one oh fly, fly upside down for a while looking at the ground looking for a space that looks like your SRV's wet itself on the floor <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean I do I, I do wish that they would they would add the um uh, the ge- well, the, the geologicals are already on the SRV scanner, but I do think the biologicals need to be added as well. I'm not saying that ex- exploration is perfect, but I'm saying that there's, there is a lot going on there that's actually making me interested in the planets rather than the than you know the honk scan and move on to the next system, which is what I used to do. I hardly ever landed, though once I've got all my mats, I don't, I, you know. Um, so. And looking around um, for the most of uh, most of this stuff that you've been discussing is is all been mission based. I mean, have you found that it's been? Um, I mean, perhaps this is me just being too cowardly, but is is it just me, or is the naughty missions more fun? Oh, so much more fun! Yeah, absolutely here, here. more fun. <laughs> I get to be naughty with no consequence, no consequences at all. Well, no, there isn't no consequences. But back in your ship, there are bad things that happen to you if you're naughty. On foot, it's minor league naughty, so you can you can dip your toe in. <laughs> you can tip your toe in naughtiness. Crash. I was going to say you say that, but I am breaking your BGS game by, <laughs> by raiding every settlement in sight. So, um, oops, you'll have to let me know what's off limits so I can be you know be naughty. Where, where I'm allowed to be. <laughs> yeah, so effectively, the the um, being a, a a pirate is more fun in in on foot. Is what you're all saying to me? I think. Oh, yeah. definitely. Look, t- taking taking a power regulator with you, um, and there are scavengers on the site, and then you power it up when they're in the site and turn the alarms on. That's quite good fun. 
Oh, yeah, I love doing that. Uh, power the base up when there are bad guys in the site and then turn the alarms and all the, the guns on. That's oh, I great. haven't done that yet. Oh, yeah, I haven't. Go, 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 go. I didn't even know you could do that. Yeah. So you're indoors and you turn everything back on again. And then I did it with another player, um, you know, with, with other players in. So we went into the same base. We weren't in a wing. Um, I landed first. I was running around and I saw him land. So I ran and put the power regulator in and all the alarms came on. And you saw him run back to his ship. Oh, my goodness. Did he, Did he, yeah, brown trousers, run back to his ship and leave quickly. Um, so, yeah, you can power a base on when people are in it, and including scavengers, and turn the, the the sensors on and all sorts. And you can have some great fun doing that. You, you can be evil. Oh, no, that doesn't sound evil. That, that just sounds like fun. That's Shan level of evil, that is. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I am frightened how much I'm loving being evil now when just like a couple of weeks ago, I was being a fuel rat, <laughs> you know, <laughs> altruistically helping people out in the black and now I'm going, right, I'm having that, 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 uh, and I'm going to kill you. <laughs> so, so what do you call a, f- a fuel rat that's fallen? Oh dear! Oh my! I don't know. A flossy? An anti-flossy? No, flossy with her pan uh, still does not engage in combat. By the way, I want to make this clear: flossy, even on foot, does not engage in combat. <laughs> Which is why we're saying it's the anti-flossy. Is on one side you've got the positive flossy, on the one side you've got the negative flossy. So. <laughs> Yeah, but, but yeah, Rumba has suggested one of, a flat. One rat. of the things it has opened up is the ability to be a pirate or be evil or be a scavenger, which maybe people were reluctant about before. Yeah, that's true. There, there is, there is a, there's, there's a financial consequence in your ships, which potentially you know, rebuys and whatever else is really expensive. And I know people can make their billions, but there's still a natural reticence to, to do something bad because it's going to cost you. Or back in the day, before they allowed you to get your pilots back, lose your crew member or whatever. On foot, going to a base, it doesn't actually matter. And you know what? I'm going to super cruise away, and I'm going to come back, and I'm going to do it again, because mm-hmm. I'm evil. And <laughs> there, there aren't heavy consequences to these things, which means you get to just sit back and enjoy the experience without uh, being locked out of stuff. So, so effectively, you're, t- you're telling me it's, it's a psychopath simulator here, then? Well, it's, an, it's, it's the FPS side of it. You get to pew-pew. I mean, you know, <laughs> Psychic gets to run around with with a, a, an Aphelion and, um, in, in a war zone, drop out of this thing and say, come get some. The old, the old uh, Duke Nukem special. Yeah. Um, I mean, is there, apart from, obviously, base raiding, is there anything else that you, you feel that has... Oh... I, it's hard to uh, put this into words. The, I mean, obviously the the, the missions are running. It, I know. Let's just go quick round the group and ask what your favourite mission is. Um. <laughs> so, Psychic, do you have a favourite? Oh God. Um. I, um. I like the covert ones. The ones which are really tricky. I really like those. Um, so wiping people from a settlement is a lot of fun. So it's the assassination. Either assassination or covert, like document retrieval, things along those lines. All of that is really fun to do. Uh, So so you're basically, you're getting in touch with your inner Deus Ex there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like (laughs) proper, stealthy, 
all of that kind of stuff is really, really fun. Excellent. Uh, Crash, you have a favourite mission? Oh, I, I'm going to struggle. I, I'm enjoying all of them so much, even the very basic ones. It's, it's nice. The thing I love about the game in general is the fact that all of these are now connected experiences. And at any point, I can just decide I'm just going to drop out and go fly my spaceship somewhere. That, that's the one thing I think this is just so understated in the game. I know I'm going off on a bit of a tangent, but I love the fact that I can do a mission and I can just get up and just go somewhere else and do so I, I just love that so uh, i think i would have to echo the same sentiments there. i like the stealthy things the most but i'm enjoying all of them to be honest excellent um dave oh i i've not done missions i'm gonna confess now i've not done missions i've just gone and ex- done the the stuff without the missions and uh my favorite mission yeah taxi i love the taxi can I say really? that now? I love the Apex taxi. Wow. I've been hunting for suits. I fly to a system. I get in a taxi. I hop around all the planetary bases in the taxi. I call my ship back. I make myself a nice cuppa. So, yeah, I, it, it's not missions. I mean, I, I love the POIs and I love the USSs, and I've been enjoying finding the, the crash stuff and all sorts, but I've not actually done any missions since it landed i've just been finding stuff on my own and going to bases and i mean the mining ones when we had alpha we had those square ones that was like a few buildings in a base now you can go to those mining uh, bases where they're long and strung out and you've got like a a section over there and when you go to a war zone the the enemy land on the far side over there and you've almost got this long stretch between you so yeah excellent crash to jump oh, back in, but you said you just mentioned that the, the taxi things there that's just like an interesting story on the side. Um, I was playing with my brother for the first time in years, he stopped playing a while back because he just found like he'd, he'd reached the point where he'd done everything he wanted to. Um, when we got back in the other night, we started playing a few things, he was really enjoying the uh, the elements. And I know Frontier got a lot of flack for the taxi things, a lot of long term players are like, Why I've got a ship, why do I need this? Like, I can, can do what I want want um he loved the taxes as well because it could he meant he could do exactly that he could do a little bit of intense combat um in, in somewhere jump in a taxi go away make a cuppa come back and, and carry on playing so i think it was really enjoyable sort of uh, element for him it's like it changes the pace of things as well because mm. you can go do the intense stuff get a taxi take the breather look at your stuff that you've just raided and you know the gear you've just robbed like crash out of the base and lifted all the cabinets and everything um so it, it does change the pace of the game a tiny bit yeah uh, <laughs> psych it <laughs> do you want to jump in now i did um there there, there better be that people like i'm going to start when i come back from holiday so after um lavecon i'm going to start doing um a, a brand new commander completely on foot without any flying just as an experiment Oh right, just well that's a, a small experiment just to see like maybe once a week jump into jump onto that character and see how far I can get, see what I can do, see how long it is before I get that yearning to get back into a spaceship again. Yeah, cuz that's an, uh, an interesting uh, just to go off on a quick tangent before we go to to just to the Jethar. Um people were asking, you know, if Odyssey had been a standalone game 
you know, with no no ships involved, all you've got is the taxi. Would you actually be still playing it? I, I reckon so. Yeah. No. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I think so. Yeah. Um, did do you think oh, it is worth? Would you say it's it's worth thirty pounds though? Would you say that the Odyssey content? A hundred percent. Yes. Yep. Okay. Uh, I'd 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 be somewhere in the middle. I'd say something like if I saw that as a, as an individual product, uh, you know, like like somewhere in the nineteen ninety nine sorry uh, region. Yeah. So can, I've spent uh, more for less. To 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 just add to just like spitball around prices of games for just a moment. <laughs> um, I was sent a link to f- um a pre order for Forza Five. For, for, which is a game that I am definitely going to play because I love the Forza series. It's a really good game. However, yep. the pre-order for Forza was £85. Ooh. £85. And I mean, that was a lot of the extras and like the season pass on top of it and everything. However, when you consider that, consider that and then consider Odyssey. Yeah. I mean, I must say, some of the reviews that I've seen is sort of, I have spent... Um, the people have said, I have spent 300 hours in this game already. And I'm there thinking, but we can't recommend it. And I'm there thinking, Mr. You've spent 300 hours in there. How have you managed to spend 300 hours in there? You said you've enjoyed some of it, yet you're not recommending it. It, it does confuse me a little. Um, well, it's the new SRV, isn't it? Is is the bandwagon edition SRV. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Commander Jathar, um, your favourite mission, please. Um, I like all the uh, salvage and preparation missions because it's basically identifying which bases are am I getting my stuff from next. Yeah, you know, that's, where- that's a good point, isn't it? Because I, do, I, I don't... I, I, I've, I'm moving away from doing the missions at the moment because I'm just looking for stuff. And having a mission is sort of you know, getting in the way of things because I just want to uh, re re um, reboot the instance and go back for more. Uh, but I do check the boards for those missions and go, right, where am I going next? Is that a manufacturing base? Yeah, okay, I'll go there. Is that a biologicals? Yeah, I'll go there. And, you know, that, 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 you know that's where I get my shopping list from. Yeah, I, I can... Yeah, I can understand that. I, I can understand that. Um, I mean, personally, I think my favorite mission is not missions it is the exploration side mm. um i'm discovering because i'm always going and looking for the biological worlds i'm always landing on new atmospherics and despite what people have been saying about the planetary tech i've found the planetary tech to be absolutely astounding yeah i'm not seeing these massive 14 kilometer deep canyons anymore but i am still seeing finding canyons which are about one or two kilometers high so as you can still fly down the equivalent of the grand canyon in a really really nice way and to be honest i've heard a lot of people say that oh it all looks the same i i haven't found that in my experience um Okay, we'll go to Crash and then Dave. I'll say Crash. Um, I it was something we were talking about earlier on. I, I'm right. I can't remember. Okay, exactly we'll, we'll we'll skip over that and then go go to Dave then. On on the on the planetary tech, um, 
Okay, I'm going to have a very rare for me grumble. Is Go that um, the edges of canyons? The very we've lost the sharp edges. That's the only thing I can grumble about about the the surface terrain. Is that everything has a kiddie proof? I'm not going to bump my head on something sharp. Uh, sort of nice round corner, as opposed to the real sharp edges where where terrain has been cut. That that's one grumble, and I'm sure they're going to sort that one out. But I mean, canyons are still there. Um, you know, Dr. Ross was talking on stream about how they changed some of the planetary gen stuff that large planets with high gravity were going to be smoother and they are smoother. So some of the stuff you're used to from back in the day that was bumpy shouldn't have been bumpy. And it has undergone a little bit of a, a, a scientific correction, but small potato moons are still significantly canyoned and bumpy and all sorts. Um, so the only grumble I have is actually on the sharp edges on the canyons. That's it. The yeah, rest I mean, is I'm a... different, but not bad. But yeah, the, the view, oh, oh, yeah. I mean, that is that is astounding. I mean, I landed on a. Uh, this is going to sound typically me, but I landed on a methane planet, and yes, there was green skies. I, I was actually. Um, it was a yellow sun, and basically we had green skies. And I was, I was there going. Have you I seen how the atmosphere, the, the the color changes as the sun moves as well? They've actually modelled how the atmosphere works. So you approach a planet, and you've got this this blue look, and you're at high altitude, and you've got the blue look. And as you drop down, um, and, and the the way and we're talking to um, Eros Madelung, who's our our resident astrophysicist. Uh, at Hutton, and the, the the way that as it comes through the the atmosphere, it actually refracts away some of the blue light. So as you come down at sunset or on, along the Terminator, you start getting these green and red skies. But whereas if on the sun side, it's blue. So the the atmosphere is accurately modelled. So you've got a beautiful blue planet, but as you get the sun coming down, you do get the colour changing to these these blues and greens, mm. which is just beautiful. So yeah, I mean, it is scientifically modelled, and the the light is refracting away in the in the right way. Yeah, well, we know that there are still issues with it, so hopefully that uh, when those issues are resolved, everybody will be able to appreciate some of the things that we've been seeing so far. Um, yeah, Ooh, brackets trademark. <laughs> so I mean, overall. Uh, how close do you all think that we are for um, for people to actually begin to appreciate what's there? What I mean is, are we almost there yet with the fixes? What does everybody think? Crash? Mm. Oh, sorry, I mean, I think my my one bugbear, my one thing I would say Frontier should have done was mark this as a beta, because that's how it feels. That that's oh, yeah. clearly yeah. the direction they should have went in. Uh, I think they are going to push hard to hit that console release, um, and that's where we're going to see it. At that stage, I think everything's going to come together a lot better, looking at what they've done in the past. And I think by that time, um, I, I would consider it to be a full release at that point. Mm. Um, Psychic. I feel like we've just scratched the surface of stuff that they're going to do to um, optimise and um improve look, look at what they've done so far in the relatively short amount of time that odyssey has been out yes i completely agree with crash it should have been a beta um however shareholders you know yeah but it's it's um everything that's happened so far i'm really excited about and um i'm i find personally really promising 
um, <laughs> Dave, do you think uh, they're getting close to to um, to being there? Well, I mean, the, what's there? I mean, there is an undefined. Am I having fun every single day playing with friends, playing Odyssey? Absolutely. Am I a little despairing about the salt fest? Absolutely. Do I think there are some justified problems with people on high-end machines that are having frustrations? Yeah, I, I have sympathy with that. So um, do I feel they're going to iron out the things that are stopping stopping people playing or stopping them feeling like they should play? Yeah, absolutely. They're making massive progress on a regular basis. Um, but I don't think it's as, as, as bad as is made out. I, yeah. I think there is a lot of... I mentioned earlier bandwagon jumping and pitchforks, which are unjustified. That if you just sat back and enjoyed it, you would enjoy it. So, uh, where where the final product is, well, just because consoles are coming out doesn't mean oh it's going to be polished and finished by that point. I don't. It's an evolving product. It's an evolving experience. I mean, t- listen to Dav and talking about the BGS and the refinement they put into that. That's not something that's ever going to be finished. That's an ongoing refinement. Um, and as they add new stuff, it's going to carry on being refined. So th- there's no end point to it. Do I think it's going to get better quickly? Absolutely. I-, I think the next update is going to see a whole raft of changes that are going to modify people who aren't going to bother saying, oh, it's awesome now. They're just mm. going to not say anything. So they're going to say, I hate it, and then nothing. Um, so yeah, th- there's going to be refinement. I have faith in the guys. I've spoken to them. We've all spoken to them over the years at LaveCon. Um, we know what the passion is they have. We know they take it personally. We know they're going to address some of the stuff. There is going to be an element of challenging things they can't fix. I mean, the VR conversation, as an example, I understand why that's tricky. I mean, you turn your head left, you move your console, you know, you, you, your cursor right. Are you going to spin round? Are your head going to spin round like an owl? Um, so th- I, I can understand some of the challenges that they've said, actually we're not going to do this at the moment. So end game is not going to be, Hey, we've got VR on foot, but am I going to spend my free time in the company of good friends, having a laugh in a beautiful environment? Absolutely. Yes. And it is only going to get better. Right. Um, Jithar, you get the last one. Do you feel that we're almost there yet? I think we're almost at good enough for the majority. Um, what I what I do think we're going to see is just you know, a long process of uh, tweaks and improvements here, here and there over years. Um, you know, just to get it to you know, because we they cultivated such high expectations for this. I mean, we've been calling this the new era for years. And it's it's been built up and built up and built up, and everybody's just gone right. This here's our expectations, and we and Frontier have gone well. Here's what we have, and you know we need to go a bit further, a bit further, a bit further. Just increments, 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 and that's how they work best. It's how they've been working for you know since they launched the, the base game. Um, and I think yeah, by the time we get the console release, we'll be at a point where yeah, it's good. And everyone can enjoy it, and nobody's going to be having major issues. Um, and then from there, they're just going to keep improving it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I completely agree. Um, Dave? 
you had something to say on increments? Oh, sorry, you caught me out there. I was I'm sorry. Really and doing the dot 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 thing and whatever. I thought, <laughs> oh, it'll take a minute or two. I thought I thought you were um, on the increments thing. I, 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 I mean, some of you here, I mean, have been around since the alpha days. I remember logging in first time in my spaceship in an asteroid field with a sidewinder, right, and soloing anacondas and a sidewinder and then i remember the first time we were allowed to jump between systems when we had we went from this one system to the the sausage to the small bubble to the big bubble and there's this incremental improvement you know the addition of frameshift drive the first time i looked at another ship in supercruise with the music playing in the background it was awesome and and the evolution of this it is an evolving game and they're continually evolving it, and they've they've hit a bump, a, a big speed bump, but it is evolving. They've got a commitment to evolving. It is going to evolve further, and they are going to get there. Have no doubt, they are going to get there. Right, Crash, do you want to jump in? Yeah, I think it, it's something we should all be used to. I mean, it's the way that they've chosen to develop this product. It's an it's an iterative product. It's uh, you know constantly evolving. It's like a perpetual beta. You know, it should be something that a lot of people are used to that style of development now. And I mean, the alternative is you develop everything and release it at the end, and you know, hopefully before the heat death of the universe, like other games. Yeah, well, let, let's hope it keeps on going because that's one of the things that every, there's always a little bit of a, um, how shall I put it, a, a little bit of fear in the background, a little bit of paranoia that, oh, it's not doing that well, they're going to close the, the everything down and then where we're going to be because I've been at in MMOs where they've been sunset and it's not a pleasant thing especially when you lose your game um, it'd be, be along for the ride enjoy the experience for goodness sake everybody you know be part of it and join in and have fun <laughs> or sit there and moan your arse off all the time and miss out on the fun I mean those are the choices <laughs> so, so join in if something goes wonky it's a bit of fun. Do something else. You know, it, just join in for goodness sake is all I can say to people. Find the things that work well. Do them. Have fun with your friends. Okay. Well, we're going to wind this up for the moment. Um, thanks for everybody to for their excellent points or pointers at how to actually um, have fun within Odyssey. If if you if you've been unaware of uh, some of the um, the missions and uh, uh, gameplay opportunities that are out there. Um, yes, I'm just going to caveat by that. Yes, we know that the, there are problems which are still ongoing, and, and we know that there are um, there are still issues that are stopping people playing. But we would just like to point out that once we get past those issues, there are there is gameplay and there is fun still to be had. So. Um, I think we'll move on to what's been happening in the community this week. Now, one of the uh, the mainstays of the community, the Sagittarius Eye, have released a new magazine, uh, number, I think it's 37. Um, we can find that at uh, www.sagittariuseye.com. And if you want the audio equivalent, there's the podcast.sagittariuseye.com. Uh, this month's topics include the uh, the ongoing uh, stuff with the <laughs> I have a mental block with this blooming megaship name <sighs> the Hephaestus I always sound as if I'm like um, 
from the fast show in Channel 5, always going on about the Hephaestus. Um, they are also covering the Apollo 15 expedition, um, the mysterious Suntil relics, uh, the various colours of atmospheres, um, dummies guides to grenades, and uh, exine companions. Um, so, <laughs> it's purse us. Is that is that right, Dave? <laughs> it's the Hesperus. It's the wreck of the Hesperus from the poem by Longfellow. About yeah, the I know. The, the problem is, is I've got now that I've got this thing in my brain that I have trouble seeing the damn ship name. Hesperus. Every time Hesperus. Hesperus. <laughs> it's like red, lorry, yellow, lorry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Fantastic poem, by the way. Go read it. Longfellow poem. Yeah, and we'll also point out that the aforementioned SPVFA uh, do a lot of um, fantastic photography work for Sagittarius Eye. So if you can actually, if you want to see the end results of uh, some of the things they do, that's the that's the place to look. Um, now, this one I found quite interesting. Um, just Dave underscore GG has shown how to get a full working VR, uh, to get full VR working on foot by just using some tweaking and the vanity camera. Um, apparently, this is not the best option for combat, but it does work well with exploration. Now, someone mentioned something about this earlier on. Was that, was that Dave or Crash? Twas I, sir. Yes. Um, I found the video as well, and I had a quick play around, managed to get it to work. And yeah, it's it's quite enjoyable. I mean, the, the, I think the problem is, as mentioned, you can't do everything in it. So uh, interacting with panels and stuff, uh, you, you can't do because you're, you're kind of in camera mode. You're not really interacting the way you normally would. Uh, but yeah, it's it's fantastic. I mean... You get you can get the, the full depth of things, the real sense of scale whilst you're walking around on foot. Obviously, the sliding around uh, translation, sort of uh, the locomotion problem is there. I, I did feel kind of queasy after a few minutes of doing it, but I am very prone to motion sickness. I've said this for a while. I love VR, but unfortunately, I just can't do a lot of FPS experiences because of that. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's great. It really does kind of lock in that sense of scale. Uh, the experience is great fun. Um, and I, I hope at some point they manage to add that support, but I understand and appreciate that, you know, the development concerns behind it and why they can't just like, it's, it's not something you can just turn on. Uh, a lot of the comments on the video, I think people were just kind of like, oh, you're just, well, you can do it through a, through a hack and an exploit. So why not put it in as an option, like an experimental feature? And I know for a fact that it's it's not that simple. You know, you've got all of the interactivity, the, the hand controls, for example, people would expect, um, you, know, you know, all of the various issues that come around going from a different perspective. It's not as straightforward as just hacking two buttons together and hoping that it works. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the one thing that I always take for this uh, is that um, No Man's Sky which everybody's using as a poster child at, at how updates should be done at the moment. Um, no Man's Sky took three years to put VR in, and it was a long time coming. I'm not disparaging it. I find the No Man's Sky equivalent uh, VR on foot experience absolutely amazing. And just wish that people would taper their expectations that if you want that kind of experience, it's going to take a, a, quite a bit of time. Um, Vintio uh, I've had the fortune or misfortune to be uh, developing some of the voice pack stuff for No Man's Sky as well and first hand some of the 
uh, nightmares, uh, menus. I mean, you know, you look at your wrist, you've not got mm. access to quick menus. The, the interface is fundamentally different when you're in VR as it is when you're on a screen. The part yes. menu, the quick menus, all sorts. And there, there is um, there, there's sort of a, a bit of a disconnect between those two environments, which makes it really hard. I mean, yes. they've got the, the movement okay. It doesn't make me sick. Um, when I'm in NMS, but the the pop up menus, I mean, are lovely for immersion when you when you're in VR and you look at your left wrist and you touch your left wrist to bring up the quick menus. But for for players that are used to like you know click menu, click left, click up, whatever, it, it that doesn't work anymore. So there, there's a whole context in VR in terms of the controls that is really tricky to manage. So yeah. I've got a bit of sympathy for, for Frontier on the. I mean, aside from the, you know, I mentioned it earlier, the spinny head owl. When you look left, is your is your your dot where you're targeting looking left, or is that still ahead? And if it's still ahead, and you're looking left, and you're shooting ahead, that, I mean, there's there's a whole thing that blows my mind about how are you going to cope with this one? And many many games get over it. We do the teleport thing. You look at the Star Wars Star Wars franchise. Um, with the um, was it the frontier? What was what's the one that did the Oculus Two? Somebody must know the. Um, was that Galaxy's Edge? Galaxy's Edge, when you can you can teleport or run as well. And the teleport thing is a, is a great sort of workaround. But so many games have still got to teleport in because they know that the the um, the real motion thing isn't quite right. So we're going to allow you to teleport places. Okay, and um, that would be really bad in you know in in elite if you had the teleport yeah. thing. So I understand their challenge, and I've got a lot of sympathy as to why they they treat it as a, quite a hard thing to do. You know, adding the VR to the spaceships was relatively easy because you had the head look side of things, and you had a fixed fixed position where your your ass was sat in that chair. On the FPS thing, there are real challenges, and I. I, I you know, I, I sympathise with them a lot as to why it's really, really difficult to get right. Yeah, um, I mean, I must admit that th- there is a difference when I'm playing No Man's Sky. Um, there is a a real difference between playing it in VR and playing it flat screen because of the, the interactions that you have to do. Crash. One final point. Um, yeah, I mean, just, just what Dave was saying there about the uh, the interaction, the control elements. I found that when I was doing it with with the the hacky exploity way of doing it, that disconnect between your your visual vector where your head's looking versus where, where your body's aiming when you're using the mouse control, it, it's very difficult to get right, and it did feel clunky and and not perfect. And I can absolutely respect what Frontier was saying. Like like until we can do this as a very good positive experience, we don't want to do it. Um, so we're not going to invest the time in it until uh, we've got everything else right. And then maybe they come back to it later, hopefully. Well, yeah, hopefully. Um, right. In other um, community news, uh, we, have to sell a, uh, we have to send a salute to the Anti-Xeno Initiative. They are now celebrating 10,000 members on their Discord. Um, to celebrate this, they are organizing the fourth great hunt. I have to be very careful there. Uh, <laughs> Uh, this is Sorry, organized. Laugh. Yes, this has to be organized. This is actually organized for today, which is tonight, which is the 22nd of June. Uh, so, for those that wish to join in, quickly jump over to uh, the Anti Xeno Initiative uh, and try and join in as they try and get as many bugs as possible. So, um, we'll just quickly go into some any other 
business. The first thing that I do have to say is that um, next week we will have no Leave Radio episode. Now, this is due to the fact that we're preparing for the virtual LaveCon, which we had Karen on uh, at the beginning of the show. Um, this special LaveCon normally happens on the on the Sunday, so that will be the 4th of July. And then ho- hopefully normal service should be resu- resumed on the 13th of July because normally it takes that much effort that um, it takes us that long to to uh, recover. Okay, um, let's see. We're Dave, potentially um, no Hutton Radio? For the same reasons, yes. Um, obviously, we, we, with Karen saying, oh, we might have some Hutton Radio live on the weekend of Lave, uh, we are talking about the same thing as to whether we save, you know, keep our powder dry and save ourselves for the weekend for Lave Live, Lave Live, um, not live, virtual. Um, so, yeah, w- we are looking next week at Thursday, potentially doing exactly the same thing and not having a Hutton Live show and postponing it till the weekend of Lave. Excellent. Um, Psychic, you've got a thing. You've got a thing. I've got a thing. Um, we did the, the fundraising for Young Lives versus Cancer um, and one of the... Um, one of the hidden goal type things was a phasmophobia stream. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, that's happening this weekend. Um, if anybody wanted to see it, it's going to be both. It, I'm basically, I'm getting Chris Potato into, into phasmophobia and he is terrified and I cannot wait. <laughs> Excellent. But it'll be on both of our channels if anybody is interested. Excellent. Um, Crash, do you want to plug your channel while you're here? Yeah, absolutely. I I am back and streaming on Twitch again, twitch.tv slash crash landing. So uh, yeah, come along, have fun, ignore the haters, play the game, <laughs> enjoy it. <laughs> and uh, Jathar, do you have any uh, social media or um, Twitch channels that you do? Uh, no, I don't do anything. I <laughs> I sit here, I play, I absorb all of your content. Uh, I'm just wow. a sponge, basically. Okay, so 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 basically, it's just it's it's Commander Sponge from now on. Okay, that's my new commander name. Thank you. Actually, no, that is now your your new your new live radio job. Actually, you'll be the bar sponge. How's that? Sounds disgusting, but uh, I'll I'll roll with it. You know, I'm open to new experiences. Um, oh yes, and finally, Dave, you have one final thing. I completely forgot. Uh, Commander Dog's Breath, who went down to the Antarctic at the start of the year, and then the boat caught fire on the way home, and there were shenanigans, um, and it was all a bit scary. Um, he took some fuel rats and some cannon interstellar goodies down to the Antarctic with him at the start of the year, um, and they they went down there. They got them signed by the team down in the Antarctic with the Australian Antarctic Expedition, and they've now come back. Um, the boat caught fire on the the ship caught fire on the way back, and they were. It was a bit leery for a while, and they had to be escorted back to Western Australia and then flown back to Tasmania. Um, but he is coming to join us on Hutton Orbital Live with an interview as to what on earth went on, whether the cannon interstellar and fuel rat stuff caught fire, which it didn't, and it's not scorched, and it's now reached back to the UK ready for, for fundraising uh, next year. So, yeah, uh, thanks to the Fuel Rats and thanks to Cannon for sending stuff down to the Antarctic and thanks to Commander Dog's Breath for keeping us updated about what's going on. He's coming live on the show in the next couple of weeks to tell us all about what happened when Hutton went to the Antarctic. Take two. 
Excellent. Right. Well, in that case, it just leaves me to round out the show. So um, we'll do our usual shout outs. So obviously, as uh, Dave has just said, our sister station, Hutton Orbital Radio, it broadcasts on a Thursday at 8.30 British summertime. You can tune in at twitch.tv Hutton Orbital Truckers, or if you want the audio, go to radio.forthemug.com. For the discerning commander that likes a bit of CQC action, check out the CQC Discord at discord.me slash CQC, all one word. Uh, we're also giving shout-outs to the following uh, podcasts which have appeared over the last year or so. So hi to Loose Screws, Elite Week, Flight Assist, uh, Spanish speakers have the Elite Cast, there's the Canon Podcast, the Fatherhood Podcast, Squeaking Fuel, System Chat, the Guard Frequency, and Allograp FM. Um, for those who want a literary discussion about sci-fi and fantasy books, please subscribe to the Data Sleep podcast, as created by our station commander, Alan Stroud. Following on for this, we have the latest Galnet News Digest, as provided by Commander Witherspoon and Commander Beetlejude. And we'll thanks to everyone who has chipped in in the Twitch chat. And um, Chris Mark Four, have you had any visitors? I have not had any visitors. Uh, I did go to Lave, and I did go to uh, Lave Broadcasting House, but no visitors. Oh, and Psychic, did anyone buzz you while you were flying about Lave? I saw Crash once, <laughs> um, and then I was just mostly just killing people, so it was a good time. It was had by all, and by oh. all, I mean me. <laughs> <laughs> so nice to see that you're throwing about a bit of assertiveness there. Um, so we'll also say a special thanks to Commander Tokoso who created the music for the introduction of the show but that's it for another episode of Lave Radio if you'd like to get in touch with the show you can email info at laveradio.com hit us up at facebook.com slash laveradio tweet us at laveradio or you can join the Discord server by going to discord.io slash laveradio we also have a TeamSpeak server where commanders come out to and hang out and chat, which you can find at teamspeak.laveradio.com. Word of warning, it is shared with the truckers, so you might have to put up with some, um, some well, some truckers, really. Um, do oh, get there, there is a separate room for naughty truckers. Oh, well, at least that's something. <laughs> hang on, I thought that was Cubicle 3. Oh, no, no, that's that's quarantine now. That's, that's a bad place. We don't go there. <laughs> um, <laughs> do get in touch if you have any questions or if there's anything you'd like us to discuss in a future episode. Live Radio is recorded live on a Tuesday evening at 8.30 and streamed out at liveradio.com live. So thanks to everybody for, for turning up for this one. So thanks to uh, uh, Jathar, thanks to Crash, thanks to obviously Psykit, thanks to Commander Vintian, uh, and thanks of course to the Chris Mark IV for flying around and Commander Ventura for to being today's tech specialist. So until next time, Commanders, fly safe. And if you can't do that, fly dangerous. <laughs>
going to see the galaxy. Uranus is full of methane gas. I think you're right, though, Colin. What have you done with Shan, and when can we have him back? Galnet News Digest. 22nd of June, 3307. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, corporatists consigned to history. AXI celebrates, but Tharg just won't give up. Sirius makes its mind up. Eventually. Naked protest as Laycon flight suits withdrawn. The corporatist movement has been dealt a mortal blow by the defeat of the Jupiter Division, according to journalist Conrad Sterling. The Jupiter Division, a breakaway division of ship manufacturer Core Dynamics, was set up by its founder and the then Core Dynamics CEO, Jupiter Rochester, at least partly to bring about political change within the Federation. Rochester planned to set up a corporate government to replace the present democratic government, with the Jupiter Division as the leading corporate entity, and presumably with himself as the new supreme leader. The Jupiter Division has fought for its survival twice, once against the Federation in HIP 54530 in February, and earlier this month against its parent company, Core Dynamics, in the Tsautach system. Jupiter Rochester was captured and imprisoned without trial following the war in February, but the division fought on without him following Core Dynamics' intervention. With the writing on the wall for the Jupiter division, many of its corporate sponsors withdrew before the last shot was fired on the 9th of June. With Jupiter Rochester in prison and the Jupiter division dismantled, it seems unlikely that a replacement leadership for the nascent corporatist movement will arise before the few remaining supporters lose hope. In any case, argues Sterling, big business already holds most of the political cards in the Federation. The Anti-Zeno Initiative is celebrating recruiting 10,000 members with a Thargoid heart sale and a four-day battle against the Thargoids. The heart sale is at the Astra's fleet carrier in Kokogina, and although the hearts aren't cheap, if you've ever wanted a bit of genuine Thargoid biology to hang on the wall, but didn't really have the nerve to take on a Thargoid in combat, this is an excellent opportunity to become a proud owner of one of these unusual items. 
The Fourth Great Hunt is a team-based event where the teams score points for killing Thargoid interceptors and for clearing waves. Only members with the Apollo's Wrath rank are eligible to enter. The event runs for 96 hours from Thursday and vast numbers of Thargoids are expected to be slain. Glory, as they say, to mankind. But despite all the celebrations, the Axias failed to shake the Thargoids from four systems where the Thargoids maintain a marginal presence and four attacked stations continue to burn in those four systems. Ark's Faith in HR 1183, California Freeport in HIP 18390, Selene Orbital in Atlas, and Donar's Oak in Delphi, which Galnet still insists on calling by its old name. Blyde's Sector IR-WD1-55 trips off the tongue. All remain on fire, and all four systems continue to have a modest Thargoid presence, despite all the best efforts of commanders fighting for the Pilots' Federation to dislodge them. In stark contrast to this failure to make progress, the repairs to all stations at which the fires have been put out are expected to be complete by the end of this week. The Sirius Corporation has been demonstrating that it needs more decisive leadership, following a series of gaffes this week. It plans to make its highly efficient detailed surface scanner available to everyone using the network of human technology brokers. But it's had a lot of trouble deciding on what funding levels it needed and what rewards should be offered. When it started on Thursday, Sirius declared that the initiative needed 16 million tonnes of CMM composites, muon imagers and synthetic reagents in any combination. This was quickly revised upwards to 32 million before, on Friday afternoon, it was reduced to 22 million. And until Monday lunchtime, the reward tiers were unusual, with those participants attaining the top 50% being offered a much smaller reward than those who'd only managed to get into the top 75%. But the big prize for those who make the top 75% cut is the free detailed surface scanner, which is better than the most heavily engineered DSS available elsewhere. The jockeying for position among contributors has guaranteed a successful campaign for Sirius, despite its chaotic management of the event. After the relatively lacklustre support for a number of recent initiatives, this campaign by the Sirius Corporation has finally caught the imagination of the commanders of the Pilots' Federation. Members of the Lave Radio team have vowed that they will fly naked until LaveCon flight suits are reinstated. The suits, which feature a flame-wrapped phoenix, are granted to those who visit the famed LaveCon convention, something that's been harder to do in recent years, as the event is currently open only to telepresence rather than physical attendance. It is unclear why the flight suits were withdrawn without notice. The Pilots' Federation has not yet commented. The colourful flight suits went missing at the same time as the Pioneer flight suits, which were awarded to the first batch of Odyssey walking about permit holders. Few Odyssey permit holders use their flight suits now that they have access to the Artemis, Maverick and Dominator suits, but apparently it's the principle that matters. 
The Pilots' Federation is set to be at a high state of alert in the anticipation that Commander Edelweiss may turn up on Founder's World in a state that nature now fervently denies it ever intended. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News. We visualise the hideous flapping sound as a naked Commander Edelweiss runs down the corridor towards Commander Braden's office. So you don't have to. Hey guys, 